Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. All right, this Jeffrey Epstein case is about to explode. You know, I had some info, let's call it on this, a little while ago for those regular listeners to my show. I got that today in the show. Don't go anywhere. I also have coverage of what's probably the most significant and destructive gaslighting operation in the last 20 years. No, the last year, because we had the collusion gaslighting operation before, but the Black Lives Matter gaslighting operation by the media continues. Don't miss the show. Today's show brought to you by friends at ExpressVPN. Protect your online data today. Get a VPN now. Go to expressvpn.com slash Bongino. Welcome to the Dan Bongino Show. Producer Joe, how are you today, fine sir, after our first vacation (sighs) in forever? Wasn't that nice? Now we got to remember how to do the show. Yeah, (laughs) I know we do, but I got to say we have the greatest audience ever. We do. No, I know. We texted me that. We do because uh, I did say last week we weren't going to be doing a show on Monday, but I love you all to death. I mean it. We got tons of email people freaked out that there was no show yesterday. They must have missed when I said that, but it was such an honor. Paul and I really, I'm not messing with you. you. We were really flattered. Everything's okay. We just took a little break. Uh, So uh, we should have been more clear, but that's my fault. All right, let's get right to it. Loaded show today. Today's show brought to you by friends at Rock Auto with the ever increasing number of makes. Fiat, Kia, you know it, models too. It's impossible to stock all the parts you need in a traditional chain storefront for car parts. Why endure pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning? Is it an Odyssey LX or an EX? And wait while the counterman orders the parts on his computer. Choosing the only brand his warehouse happens to carry. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. It's a family business serving auto parts online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com. Shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules to brake parts. They even have carpet. Whether it's for your classic, your daily drive, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. RockAuto.com's catalog is super easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle. Choose the brand, specs, and prices you prefer. Best of all, the prices at RockAuto.com are always low and the same for the pros and do it yourself. Don't spend up to twice as much for the same parts. Go to RockAuto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck. Write Bongino in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. All right, Joe, let's go. And thank you for all the feedback about RockAuto.com, by the way. I read your emails. They were terrific. So we're happy to have them as a sponsor. Okay, so before we get to, uh, we're going to be, it's a loaded show today. Obviously, we're going to have a lot uh, lot to talk about because we've had four days off here. So uh, Jeffrey Epstein's, Former girlfriend, I, I don't know what her role is with Epstein later. Jelaine Maxwell, I'm not even sure if I'm saying her name wrong. Uh, many of you heard the story, has been arrested, detained, and is scheduled for a hearing today on Tuesday. Uh, this is, ladies and gentlemen, from what I'm hearing, going to be an absolute uh, disaster for a lot of very famous and prominent people. I'm not going to spend a ton of time on this, but I just want you to know for you, there we go. Yeah, Regular listeners out there have known me for a long time. I have some friends, let's call them, who have some extremely damaging information about some people who hung around Jeffrey Epstein. Jeffrey Epstein obviously is now deceased. But the people who associated with Jeffrey Epstein, the rich, the powerful, the political... They are not. They're still around. And there may be some stories to tell about the activities of those rich, famous, and powerful people and some underaged women that they should not have been around at all and definitely not around in the manner that some of my sources tell me. You getting what I'm saying? Yes. I'm being cryptic for a reason, and I don't want you to think for a moment I'm withholding from you information I have. As I've said to my regular listeners who've known about this situation, let's say, for a few years, the reason I'm not more forthcoming with the information, ladies and gentlemen, is because it's not mine. It's a source of mine who's given me information about some very famous people who put themselves in pretty disgusting situations that they probably shouldn't have. But the details are not mine to share because I don't have them. There's someone else's who is just not at liberty right now to share all of it. When I get it, you have my word. You will be the first to know. I'm simply suggesting to you 
that this confidant of Jeffrey Epstein, who is obviously still alive, she's been detained, Jelaine Maxwell, likely has a lot of information she'd be willing to share. And if the prosecutors in the Southern District of New York cut a deal with I'm sure, which I'm sure they're going to do, and hold a proffer session with her, that there may be some people she has information about who are going to be very eager to make that information go away. They will hold, you know what a proffer session is? They call it a king for a day deal or a queen mm-hmm. for a day deal in case of, in the case of Ms. Maxwell. Her, her lawyer comes in. The go- lawyers for the government, the United States Attorney, Department of Justice come in. You have what's called a proffer deal. You go in that room with the lawyer and pretty much anything you say in there won't be used against you as long as you tell the truth. She has an opportunity to be a queen for a day and let all that stuff come out as long as she tells the truth. Ladies and gentlemen, that information could be extremely destructive to a lot of people who did some really, really bad things who are very rich and very powerful. I'll leave this on uh, this note here. There have long been rumors about surveillance operations on Jeffrey Epstein's planes and some of these residences he had. He was very wealthy. There have been rumors for a long time of videos. There have also been rumors that some of those videos may not have been Epstein's. In other words, some of those video operations may not have been there with Epstein's tacit approval because other people had an interest in what other people were doing around Epstein. You picking that up? Yeah. It's movie night. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It it may be <laughs> yeah. for yeah. a lot of people. Gotcha. And it ain't a good one. It's Same it's boy. a horror movie, folks. Yeah. This case, Epstein may not be with us anymore, but this case is going to be for a long time. There are a lot of rich and powerful people really sweating tonight. All right, moving on. I want to make sure I hit that in the beginning. And I will definitely keep you updated when my sources are more forthcoming. I'm not, I'm not hiding from you anything I don't have and haven't been authorized to buy these people to disclose. I promise you. Okay. Um, listen, I went on Hannity the other night talking about, let's move on to the absolute destruction and chaos in New York City, Chicago, and other liberal cities, and the grotesque failure of leadership by the failed mayors over there who are just horror shows for humankind. Uh the failed mayor of Chicago, Lori Lightfoot, and the even worse, which is astonishing. You'd think it can't get any worse than Mayor Lightfoot in Chicago. It can, uh, Mayor de Blasio in New York City. Maybe the worst mayor in the history of civilized humanity since we've evolved from uh, 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 Neanderthals. Bill de Blasio is probably the worst mayor of any small town city we've ever seen in the history of sentient beings. So I went on Sean Hannity's show uh, Monday, last night, and uh, Fox and Friends this morning. And, you know, I was talking about the chaos, and I wanted to get an accurate count of the shootings, the murders that had happened in New York City. And I'm not kidding. Right before I was on my phone right here at this desk right here, sitting right here looking. And before I went on, I was trying to get an accurate body count, and I noticed a tweet had come over on Twitter from the Daily Caller about another 14-year-old in New York City that had been shot. And I thought to myself, is this really where we're at right now? Where five minutes before you go on the air, you have to update your information about shootings because someone else has been shot? Imagine if that was your neighborhood. Imagine that for a moment. You know, ladies and gentlemen, these aren't rounding errors. Ah, 45 people were shot. Actually, Dan, it's 47. These aren't rounding errors. These are real people. Oh, I know you know that. And I know you all are as deeply touched and moved by this and the horror of this story as as I am. But the media doesn't get that. The media doesn't want to talk about any of that. These aren't rounding errors. If you watch the video of the man killed in the South Bronx in broad daylight, He's walking across the street in the crosswalk with his six-year-old daughter. He is shot assassination style in the middle of the day. Folks, we can't even play the video because we'll probably be taken off YouTube. You have to see the video. It's on Chief Rodney Harrison. If you go to his Twitter feed, it's on his Twitter feed, the full video. You need to watch it. 
You need to take in every single moment of it. Not if you're a kid. I wouldn't recommend it for kids. But if you're an adult, they're over 18, over 16, you should look at it. Watch what the kid does. She runs. She runs out of the street, out of the crosswalk in horror. Her dad dies right in front of her. She gets on the corner and just runs. Where she went, I have no idea. Who stopped her from running? Where did she go? I couldn't get that out of my head last night. Where'd the kid go? You don't see the video. It cuts off. It's taken from a, from a camera. Where'd the six-year-old go? What did she say? Anyone in the media want to talk about that? I thought Black Lives Matter. Not, not that guy, apparently. What about his daughters? Her life matter? She happened to be black, too. Where'd she go? She knock on uh, the door of a, what, a, a cell phone store or a bodega or whatever and say, hey, I need help. My father just died. Did someone catch her a couple blocks away walking around crying? I couldn't get that out of my head. What, what, what did what'd the daughter do? Something goes bad with my daughters. Not that bad. They run to me. Daddy, where'd she go? Daddy was gone. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm, I'm not even remotely interested in what the guy did in the past or didn't. Uh, you, you don't, I'm sorry. You don't get executed on the streets in New York. I'm not. I, 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 sometimes I get emails like that and I'm, folks, I'm, I delete them immediately because that's not the point. You don't get executed on the streets of New York City in front of your six-year-old kid. Don't forget that. Where'd the kid go? Don't forget that question. Where'd she go? Her life will never, ever, ever, ever be the same. So I was going on last night on, and, and I thought, of, I, I really, I've had a really tough time getting this out of my head. Look at this New York Post cover. New York Post has been just filleting the failed, grotesque mayor of New York City, communist Bill de Blasio. Front cover, New York Post. Crime-ravaged city cries out for help. Bill, do something. Which, by the way, is a take on an older New York uh, Post cover. You can see in the middle, youtube.com slash Bongino, if you'd like to look at the imagery. From when I grew up in New York 30 years ago. Instead of Bill for de Blasio do something, which is on the cover today, the New York Post, you can see a little kind of sub-picture in the middle that says, Dave, do something. Well, thank you, Paula. That was very good. She highlighted that for us. That was 30 years ago. Who was Dave? Well, for those of you who weren't New York City residents, Dave was the second worst mayor in the history of New York City, David Dinkins, who was also a liberal Democrat, who oversaw historic crime and thousands of people murdered on the streets of New York City. Now, disgustingly, tragically, these hacks in the media and everywhere else are trying, uh, and, and liberals pretty much universally, sadly, are trying to blame this on Trump, of course. Now, as I brought up this morning on Fox and Friends, and I'll bring up again now, was, was it Trump who disbanded the plainclothes anti-crime unit in New York City? Was it him? Oh, no, it wasn't. It was de Blasio who did that. You know, the plainclothes unit not dressed up in police uniforms that drive around in unmarked vehicles that report large swaths of self-observed crime? Why? Now, again, I know for some of the liberals I have a tough time with this. Why would a plainclothes police officer be able to self-observe crime? Because he's not in a police uniform for the incredibly thick watching the show who happen to be on the left who can't figure this out. We can't have plainclothes cops. They got to be in uniform. You think people commit crimes in front of cops in uniform? No, they don't. They commit crime in front of plainclothes cops who don't advertise their police officers who then can arrest people and stop that crime before it happens. Mayor de Blasio and his hapless police chief, Dermot Shea, who has completely failed the police department, have disbanded and taken those 600 anti-crime officers off the street. Was that Trump who did that? I'm just checking. No, no it wasn't Trump who no. did that? Okay, no, no. Trump had no say over that at all. I'm, I'm not wrong, right? It wasn't Trump. No. Trump has never been the mayor of New York. Joe, listen, yeah. I know you're not yeah. as deep in the weeds with politics as I am, but right. I'm pretty confident Correct me mm. if I'm wrong, that Donald Trump was never the mayor of New York. Is that right? Nah, you're, you're cool, bro. Yeah, right, right on the you. money. Thank mm -hmm. you. Just, just checking to make Good sure deal. I'm not off here in my analysis. So President Trump yet did not, in fact, remove the anti-crime police officers from the street. The anti-crime police officers that likely could have stopped 
the what, 44, 47 shootings we had this weekend. Again, ladies and gentlemen, I am deeply sorry about my lack of precision in the shootings. This is not a rounding error. These are real human lives. But I honestly don't know how many were shot. I'm not sure if it was 44 or 47. It's hard to get an accurate count. So just to be clear, it wasn't Trump who did. Okay, good, good. That's good to know. That was actually de Blasio. When I warned you on this show, people would die. Die. Not lose their tax money. Not have to fight legal costs of a regulation. Not have to fight against Obamacare. Those are all legitimate political fights too. Worth their weight. But when you lose the fight over public safety, people die. So just to be sure as well, it wasn't Donald Trump that swapped out broken windows policing for bail reform in New York. Oh, yeah, that was Mayor de Blasio again. Now, what does that mean? Broken windows policing was a style of very aggressive policing. Again, not physically aggressive, but law enforcement aggressive. Where if a guy jumped the turnstile, you stopped him. You didn't just let it go. We used to do that in New York. You just let him go. Ah, no big deal. You don't want to get the cops off the street. I explained this a few times. It's worth hearing again. Broken windows policing was stop the little stuff and you'll stop the big stuff. Because why, ladies and gentlemen? The little stuff morphs into the big stuff. The guy who jumps the turnstile to get on the train because he doesn't want to pay is the guy who goes on the train and robs someone. If you lock him up when he jumps the turnstile, he's not on the train to rob someone. And one of the facts criminologists will nail home from you anywhere, if you have any doubt, is a very small portion, a very small portion of the population commits the overwhelming majority of crime. When you lock up the guy for jumping the turnstile for theft of services, and he doesn't rob the train, there's probably four or five other crimes you stop them from committing too. When you get a hundred of those people off the streets, you're talking about four or 500 crimes that didn't happen. When you get a thousand of them off the street, you're talking about thousands of people who weren't raped, robbed, murdered, killed, or had their house home invaded or burglarized. That style of policing has been flushed down the toilet by Bill de Blasio, who has exchanged it not only for no broken windows, but for anti-broken windows. Now let's break the windows where he's now engaged in a bail reform process where they just let people on bail out to go and rob the train. So what happens now? Old style broken windows. Catch the guy jumping the turnstile, put him in jail. He doesn't rob the lady. Now, Joe, you catch him, you bring him back to the cell in the precinct. They give him a desk appearance ticket. He walks right out, jumps the turnstile again, and robs the lady on the train. Yep. Trump do that? Joe, just checking again. Was that Trump? Mayor Trump? No, no, no. No, it wasn't Trump. Well, you're sure? Okay. Yeah. Oh, I'm just, yeah, you know, no. just checking. Make sure yeah. you're sure. Yeah. It wasn't him. You're Would cool. you be willing to put your life on it, Joe? I, that it wasn't yeah. Mayor Trump? I, yeah, Dan. I mean, you're putting me on the Paula. spot, but uh, yeah. Do you know? Trick question for Paula. So we What's took that? a little break this weekend. We, we, it was late at night. We didn't want to watch a movie that required any thinking. So Legally Blonde was on and they asked her that question. They asked this guy a question about if Aristotle said something and he answers and he says, the lady says, would you be willing to put your life on? And I answer, what about his life? So Joe's willing to put his life on the answer that yes, yeah. it wasn't in fact Donald Trump that swapped out broken windows for bail reform, which is anti-broken windows. On a deadly serious note, I told you the exchange of one for the other would result in the deaths of people. And tragically, I was correct. So what do you do? You know, anybody can complain about it. Well, the answer, I'll give you that. You know, I'll give you the answer in a second. I'm going to get to my second sponsor. But sometimes what you do is what you have to undo. In other words, I get a lot of emails sometimes because I get very upset about these things. They say, Dan, I understand that, but how do we fix it? Fair questions. And I don't like it when I don't do that. But sometimes, ladies and gentlemen, the answers are very simple. They're to undo bad things. Put the anti-crime officers back on the street. Get street crime out there again, which is citywide anti-crime. Anti-crime are attached to precincts. Citywide street crime, they're plain clothes. They go, without, they go around the whole city. Get them back out there. Stop with this bail reform nonsense. Back to broken windows. Prioritize low-level crime. But I've got another suggestion, too, where President Trump can actually help. All right, let me get to my second sponsor uh, quick. Today's show also brought to you by our friends at Teeter. 
I've really needed teeter over the last few weeks. I've had some kind of back and neck issues acting up. I think it's just a function of my old age and arthritis, but teeter has the best inversion tables out there. It's T-E-E-T-E-R. It for me, for my arthritis, back pain. Listen, if you don't even have back pain yet, great. Get a teeter and prevent it. It's worked for me. I use it when I'm hurting, when I'm not hurting. I really like it. It's the best inversion table on the market. Decompressing on a teeter inversion table for a few minutes a day is a great addition to anyone's daily routine to maintain a healthy, supple spine and really active lifestyle. Even if you don't have back pain, you've been lucky enough to avoid it. Invert every day. I do it twice. I get a little bit of a teeter high. I don't know if it's the blood flow to my, my melon or whatever it is, but I love it. I use this all the time. I've done my homework. Best inversion table on the market and 3 million people agree. They're the best known name in inversion tables since 1981. For a limited time, you can get Teeter's new upgraded model of the inversion table, the Teeter Fit Spine, with bonus accessories, the Stretch Max handles. They help you get a little extra stretch for your spine and an easy reach ankle system, super easy to put together, easy to get in, plus a free inversion program mat for the ultimate inversion experience. I can't recommend it highly enough. I love it. They have thousands of, uh, of reviews on Amazon. They're rated 4.9 stars. And with this deal, you get $150 off when you go to teeter.com slash Dan. Free shipping, free returns as well. 60-day money-back guarantee is no risk for you to try it out. Remember, you can only get the new Teeter Fit Spine Inversion Table, plus the free inversion program mat by going to teeter.com slash Dan. That's T-E-E-T-E-R dot com slash Dan. Go today, check it out. Love this thing. I've been using it after my workouts in my hot garage. Great. Spine. Get that thing nice and decompressed. Okay. So what do we do? And this is my suggestion to President Trump about the chaos in these cities. Folks, we announced tomorrow a series of task forces, federal task forces in these cities. Ladies and gentlemen, if um, you know Mayor de Blasio may not be aware of this or Mayor Lightfoot, the failed mayor of Chicago, but Chicago and New York City are in fact in the United States. Um, I'm not sure if they're aware of that, but the United States federal government still has jurisdiction over federal crimes in those areas because last time I checked, they have not seceded and they are in the United States. So I wrote down a little list of the alphabet soup of agencies, the DEA, IRS, ATF, FBI, Secret Service, ICE, Customs, otherwise. They don't need anybody's permission to go in there and lock people up for federal crimes. And believe me, there are many. They should announce a series of task forces tomorrow on narcotics, illegal firearm trafficking, tax evasion, whatever it may be. I was on a financial task force in, in uh, my, when I was in the Long Island office of the Secret Service up in New York. Ladies and gentlemen, we did a lot of damage to the bad guys. A lot. We nearly shut down check kiting in that whole region because we locked up so many people. When people send in checks to credit card companies that aren't good, and then they run up the balance against called check kiting. We almost shut that down. We were so aggressive. Announce these task force. Do it now. Have a big press conference with Bill Barr. Send them right to, we don't need de Blasio's permission at all. We don't need Lightfoot's permission. We don't need anybody's permission. They can't enforce local laws. That's not with the FBI, ATF, IRS. That's none of, they don't do that. But there are a lot of federal laws being broken there. And I promise you, you can make a significant dent tomorrow if you start perp walking people out there and arresting them on RICO charges, gun trafficking charges, drug trafficking charges. Do it. Let everybody see you do it. Do it on television, perp walk everyone on TV and let them see what happens. My exact same recommendation for the, the statue rioters. You got to do it. I know the president has some big plans. I hope that's part of it. Announce these task forces tomorrow. All right, moving on a bit, but not really moving on. The sad part about this is the media doesn't want to talk about any of this. That video of that six-year-old, that... I mean, tough to watch, tragic, horrible video. Six-year-old girl. Where does she go? Nobody knows. You can't see the rest of the video. Watching her dad slain right in the streets, broad daylight in the South Bronx. People don't want to talk about that. People in the lib media don't want to talk about that because liberal media people are gross. They're horrible, filthy, disgusting people um, who have absolutely no desire to solve problems and only want to leverage problems for their own political ideological advantage. It's really as simple as that. It's disgusting. It's causing the deaths of people. It's causing the destruction of New York City. I mean, if you were going to destroy New York City, I think I asked this on Fox and Friends this morning. I came down to talk to Paula. She was getting some Java, some coffee. And she said, you know, Dan, that was pretty good. She actually never calls me Dan, but she says, you know... 
that was really good. I said, what? She said, you asked everybody, if you were going to destroy New York City, would you do anything different than de Blasio is doing? And the answer is no, I wouldn't. Let criminals out of jail, destroy your businesses, tax people to death, attack the police, attack law and order, encourage rioting, encourage people to tear down Fifth Avenue and burn the stores. Would you do anything different? It's a serious question. To the liberals listening with an open mind, you're welcome here anytime. To the ones without an open mind, you're welcome too, but you're morons. But to the liberals who aren't morons, that's a very serious question. If you were going to destroy New York City, what would you do different? Not much, right? But they're lying about it. They don't want to have this conversation because what's happening is if they have the conversation about the six-year-old whose father was slain right in front of her, assassination style in the streets of the South Bronx, they'll have to admit what? They'll have to admit that the people in charge while this is happening are in fact Democrats. Yep. And the liberal media's allegiance to party activism first supersedes everything, including human life. So what they do is they provide cover. And their cover right now is, oh, this is all the fault of the police. The police. The police are doing this. Hunting black men, causing chaos everywhere. The cops are doing this. It's asinine. If you think the cops are the bad guys, I suggest you seek professional help immediately. They are not. There have been incidents, troubling use of force incidents. We're handling those. Those people are in jail and awaiting trial where they'll probably lose. And they will suffer the legal consequences for their disastrous, in some cases, murderous decisions. But the police are not the problem. That is, in fact, a liberal media activist talking point to distract you from the fact that the Democrats running America's major cities have failed you completely and so have their ideology and people are dying because of it. And what they use is they use a front group for this, a front group to shock people and to shock value that the police are, in fact, the problem. And their front group is Black Lives Matter. Now, anyone who dares tell the truth about Black Lives Matter, of course, is shunned immediately by the liberal media, including people who happen to be black, who would probably care about Black Lives Matter considering they're black themselves. So one of those people, and I don't know the man, I've never met him in my life. My daughter enjoys the show, America's Got Talent, but one of the people is Terry Crews. You might know Terry Crews. He's jacked, like beyond belief. He's like huge. Yeah. <laughs> You see, he does that thing with his pecs, which is, I don't even know how he does that. But Terry Crews, is, he's an actor, a funny guy. He's just a multi-talented, uh, multifaceted guy. He is one of the co-hosts for America's Got Talent, very popular show on NBC. So Terry Crews dared to tweet out that, listen, not all white people are bad and not all black people are good. And we should judge people by the, you know, the content of their character. Oh my God, oh, Joe. <laughs> yeah. You can't say that, Terry. No. Judge people by the content of your character. Come on. What kind of crazy statement is that, right? Now, if you're a liberal, that is crazy. Of course, if you're sane, that's a perfectly rational, caring, loving thing to say that maybe we should all put skin color aside and judge people by who they are. Shocker. Liberals don't want to hear that. Neither does Black Lives Matter. You say things like all lives matter. Like, oh, you're definitely a racist if all lives matter. Which was interesting because I was watching a debate with the hapless, uh, what is, I don't even know her name. I'm sorry. We say it wrong, so I don't want to mess it up. But she was on Fox yesterday. She's a liberal activist. And she was making the point that, you know, because white people kill white people too, that we shouldn't talk about black on black crime, which is fascinating because when we say things like all lives matter. Yes, white lives, black lives, Asian lives. They say the exact, they go, no, no, that's racist. So when we talk about black on black crime, we're supposed to talk about white on white crime too, but we're not supposed to say all lives matter. We're only supposed to talk about black lives matter. If you're confused by all of this, ladies and gentlemen, you really should be because none of it makes any sense at all. Black lives matter is a scam. The group is a scam. And the liberal media is using it as a front to keep you focused on police being the problem, air quotes, and not the problem of failed policies in black communities, which have actually cost thousands of black lives, including the life of the father of that six-year-old girl who I still don't know where she ran to. So here's Don Lemon, the dreadful Don Lemon on CNN, 
one of the 10 dumbest people in media by far, who I've had it out with quite a bit, who doesn't know anything. So when he gets caught spouting his ignorance, he talks over his guests. He has Terry Crews on. Remember, Terry Crews, who dared to suggest we should judge people by the content of their character and not the color of their skin. Gosh. So rather than Don Lemon letting Terry Crews talk, Don Lemon decides it's time to spew propaganda about Black Lives Matter and completely talks over the guest on his show. Should go on Fox, Terry Crews, where he'd actually get a fair shake. Listen to this dreadful segment by the hapless Don Lemon, one of the dumbest guys in media. The Black Lives Matter movement was started because it was talking about police brutality. If you want an all Black Lives Matter movement that talks about gun violence in communities, including, you know, black communities, then start that movement with that name. But that's not what Black Lives Matter is about. It's not an all-encompassing. So if you're talking about, um, if, if someone started a movement that said, uh, cancer matters, and then someone comes in and says, why aren't you talking about HIV? It's not the same thing. We're talking about cancer. So the Black Lives Matter movement is about police brutality and injustice in that manner, not about what's happening in black neighborhoods. If you, there are people who are working on that issue, and if you want to start that issue, why don't you start it? Do you understand what I'm but, saying? But when, you look, but when you look at the organization, police brutality is not the only thing they're talking about. I know that. But uh, I agree. Uh, but that's not I, what the Black Lives Matter movement is about, Terry. Black Lives Matter is about police brutality and about, and about criminal justice. It's not about what happens in, in communities when it comes to crime, black on black crime. People who live near each other, black people, kill each other. Same as whites. Eighty-some percent of white people are killed by white people true. because of proximity. Very true. It's the same thing with black people. But it happens in every single I neighborhood. But that doesn't, again, I'm not you saying know, that's not important that those, those, those kids died, but it's a different people. movement. What the hell was just happened there? So just to be clear, hmm. Don Lemon... Don Lemon's insisting that Terry Crews, who believes that everyone's life matters and we shouldn't judge people by the color of their skin, that Terry Crews should not be talking about other issues in the black lives, uh, black community that would actually impact black lives. The destruction of the family, judging people by their character and not the color of their skin, not painting all white people as bad. So Terry Crews actually cares about things that would improve the lot of large swaths of the black community in America. Don Lemon says, no, 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 no. That's not what Black Lives Matter is about. It's about police brutality. So you should shut your hole, Terry. Mm. So then Terry counters with a perfectly logical argument like, really, Don? Because if you go to Black Lives Matter's own website, Black Lives Matter says what they're about. And it's not all about police brutality. No, 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 Terry. Don, again, the dumbest guy in media, has to stop Terry because Terry's saying something that's actually true. So they're all about stopping police brutality. Here's, a, by the way, a quick, remember this one? This is an actual Black Lives Matter rally. Here's two of them. Yeah, yeah. Remember this? That's their rally. That's not mine. Paul and Joe did not edit that. Drew's not going to throw in extra effects at the end when we do the video afterwards. That's not what's happening here. That's their rally, Black Lives Matter. What do we want, dead cops? When do we want them now? Pigs in a blanket. Pigs referring to cops, disgustingly. Pigs in a blanket, fry them like bacon. That's their rally. That's not mine. That's not the Dan Bongino show rally. But we're not allowed to talk about that either because Don Lemon said, no, no, no. Black Lives Matter is only about police reform. And shame on you, Terry, for putting out a positive message, trying to get people to put aside grievances and put aside tendencies to stereotype people and to encourage people to be loving and caring to one another despite the color of their skin. God forbid Terry talks about that. Don's Joe. Don yeah. Lemon's got to get him back on point. It's all yeah. about the police. It's not about black kids dying. It's not about the six-year-old running down the street where we still don't know where she went because her daddy's not there. Don't talk about that. Folks, you see how I'm tying this all in together? It's important you understand this. The Democrats always need their shock troops on the front line to keep you all distracted. Mm -hmm. But from but to keep you distracted from their overt, deadly failures, 
What's going on right now in lifetime, people are dying in Democrat-run cities, run exclusively by Democrats. The Democrats need the shock troops on the front line to keep you preoccupied with a message that has nothing to do with that. Law and order is traditionally a Republican message. The police are a convenient target. They stick BLM on the front line, Black Lives Matter, to get you distracted and talk about dead cops and wanting them now. Don Lemon, liberal activist, one of the 10 dumbest guys in media, is there to propagandize you as well. Terry Crews, how dare you talk about all lives matter? Anything like that. Are you kidding me? We're not going to talk about that. Destruction of the black family. Really, Don? Really? Because Terry, again, Terry Cruz says, well, if you go to their website, that's not even what they say they're about, Don. Here's, oh, you don't believe me? Here's what blacklivesmatter.com. You feel free to go there yourself. Scroll about three quarters of the way down. Is their website, again, not mine, just like they're, you know, what do we want dead cops rally? Blacklivesmatter.com, quote, we disrupt the Western prescribed nuclear family structure requirement by supporting each other as extended families and villages that collectively care for one another, especially our children. To the degree that mothers, parents, and children are comfortable. Really? So you're committed to the destruction of the nuclear family in exchange for Marxist ideas like the Hillary Clinton, it takes a village? No, it takes a good mom and dad. Village is nice. I live in a nice town. Good people. We get along. A lot of political differences. No problems here. We vote here. That's how we do things. No one comes to your front door and attacks you here. The village is nice, but I teach my kids, not the village. You think Terry Crews, who looked at that, may have been, a, I, I can't speak for Terry. And I'm sure by mentioning his name, I'm sure he'll be boycotted into the uh, phantom zone. God forbid we speak the truth. But good for Terry for saying Black Lives Matter is about police reform. That's interesting because I looked up their website and they seem to be really against this whole nuclear family thing. You know, the whole nuclear family that leads to stable lives and healthy and productive young children who become healthy and productive uh, uh, young adults later. You know, that I'm not really interested in throwing that away for the whole collective Marxist stuff. Don Lemon doesn't want to talk about that either. Now you're probably like, Dan, come on. It's their website. They're not really Marxists talking about the collective. You know, that's Marxist terminology getting rid of individual liberty and freedom and big R God-given rights and scuttling that, throwing that aside for collective rights. There's no such thing as collective rights. You understand that, right? There are individual rights. There's no such thing as collective rights. You can't treat people collectively equally without treating them unequally. Damn, that doesn't make sense. Think about it. If you have a collective right to something basic, food, you say, oh, that sounds fair, Dan. There's definitely a collective right to food. There is? You sure about that? So if I don't want to work, I get to steal your food? Oh, oh, I didn't think that through. Of course you didn't. You're a liberal. There's no collective right to food. There's an individual right to work and earn income from it in a free society. But you have a right to nothing other than that. Speak in the economy. You don't have the right to other people's property. There are no collective rights. There are individual rights. That's Marxist terminology. So you're probably saying, Dan, Black Lives Matter is not Marxist. That was just a poor use of language. Okay, don't listen to me. Here's one of the co-founders again in response to a question about if she is in fact a Marxist in her group and has Marxist ideological leanings. Here's one of the co-founders of the group telling you in her own words that they are in fact community organizers and Marxists. Don't take it from me, take it from her. Um, I think that the criticism is helpful. Um, I also think that it might... Um, I think of a lot of things. The first thing I think is that we actually do have an ideological frame. Um, myself and Alicia in particular are trained organizers. Um, we uh, are trained Marxists. Um, we are uh, super uh, versed um, on sort of ideological theory. Don't worry, Don Lemon. It's all about the cops, isn't it? Or maybe, Don. You could get out of your intellectual prison you're in. Maybe you would just listen to Black Lives Matter in their own words. This isn't about the police. That's a distraction to keep you distracted from the failures of far-left ideology in the city while they destroy it and rebuild it in Marxist fashion. 
But Don doesn't want you to know about any of that. No, 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 Terry. No, Terry. You have to stick on message here. This is about reforming the police. Okay, sure. Maybe you should tell Black Lives Matter that. They'd be interested to know that. They're Marxists. That rally screaming, what do we want dead cops? When do we want them now? We're not allowed to say that. No, no, you're not allowed to say that. I say whatever I want. It's a Dan Bongino show in case you missed the back. All right, let me get to my third sponsor today. And then I want to show you a good, kind of a good video. Warmed my heart a little bit. Showing you that people are only going to have the boot of anti-liberty depressed on their neck for so long before they say to themselves, nah, I'm not taking any of that anymore. And we're going to give you kind of the double-barreled middle finger because liberty matters and God-given rights matter too. Good video. We'll get to that in a second. Today's show also brought to you by friends at LifeLock. Cyber criminals aren't going to let uh, this COVID-19 crisis stop them from using tax fraud to take what's not theirs. It's disgraceful. With the extension of the tax filing date to July 15th, there's expected to be a dramatic rise in tax-related identity fraud. I investigated a lot of this stuff in my prior line of work. If you have your identity stolen, it is devastating. It happened to me. They bought a bunch of real estate programs. I'm not kidding. These types of tax-related fraud may vary, but remember the IRS will not contact you directly by email, text, or other online platforms. Identity thieves are getting smarter all the time. That's why you need comprehensive protection, especially during tax season when so much of your most vital private information is being shared. Now there's LifeLock. Good thing for it. LifeLock is a leader in identity theft protection. LifeLock detects a wide range of identity thefts like your social security number for sale on the dark web. I have it. I get a text when anyone checks my credit. I love it. I call Paula. She usually tells me it's A-OK. God forbid it wasn't. I'm not having my identity stolen again. I have it on my kids too, the protection on my kids. No one can prevent all identity theft and monitor all transactions at all businesses. But LifeLock can see threats that you might miss on your own. Join now. Save up to 25% off your first year. Do it now. Don't wait. Go to LifeLock.com slash Bongino. That's lifelock.com slash Bongino for 25% off. Do not go through what I went through with identity theft. It is horrible. Lifelock.com slash Bongino for 25% off. Go today. Check it out. All right. Thanks, Lifelock. I appreciate that. So a little bit of good news after that really troubling segment. I mean, folks, again, these are American citizens. These are our citizens. These are our brothers and sisters in our country. And it's no good to say, well, you know, they voted for those. Oh, they, some idiots voted for idiots who are in office in Chicago and New York right now. But these people still live in the United States of America and they're our brothers and sisters. They don't deserve to be shot dead on their streets because some moron politician wants to defund the police. But here's a little bit of good news. I saw this on uh, it Benny Johnson's Twitter feed. This is a news feed from California. So I just want you to listen. That check it out. You can listen for those of you uh, just listening on audio only. I want you to, when you're listening to it, I'll paint the visual for you quickly. There is a just sea of fireworks going off in the background as you're going to listen to these two Los Angeles reporters talking. Like, oh my gosh, we were told not to set off fireworks on the Fourth of July. Ah, oh, our 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 monarchs, our kings and queens, told us not to. What's happening here? They're freaking out. These two news anchors. In the background is a wide shot. It appears from a helicopter of fireworks going off everywhere. This is really cool. Check this out. And there are massive fireworks going off pretty much in every direction that you see here. Jasmine, our local fire departments and police departments have been begging people not to do this, right. but it seems tonight they are not listening to those calls. Well, and they're, they're putting up new warnings on social media. I mean, they're saying safe and sane are even banned in the majority of cities in L.A. County, not to mention the city of L.A. has a ban as well. We know many of the public shows have been canceled. So we've done stories on this. More people have been, unfortunately, setting off illegal fireworks. I mean, it is quite the sight, but this is not supposed to be happening. I mean, you could be fined up to $50,000. Yeah, yeah, good luck. Good luck finding all <laughs> Folks, please watch that video, youtube.com slash Bongino. By the way, thank you for getting us to 500,000 subscribers. We appreciate it. It means a lot to maybe hit that benchmark this weekend. Please watch the video. It, it, even Paul is laughing in the background. There's fireworks everywhere. I'm not talking about one or two homes. I'm not even talking about a hundred. Joe, what did you say about five, six thousand homes? <laughs> the helicopters go by. There's fireworks as far as the eye can see. What are they doing? Oh my gosh! There's about fifty thousand dollar fine for fireworks. Double barreled. I'll use the index finger because kids are watching, but you get the real one. Double barreled middle finger to the monarchs out there who prefer to rule rather than govern. We don't really like that stuff. And what better day than on Independence Day in one of America's most liberal cities for the fireworks center offers 
to show people who's really in charge. Remember the Dark Knight, Bane? Do you feel like you're in charge? I don't think so. Pretty sure the cops weren't stopping at every one of those houses. Sir, it's a $50,000 fine for that uh, firework you just love. I'm pretty sure that didn't happen. Check out the video. It's refreshing to watch. Put a little smile on your face. A lot of disturbing news lately. You need some good news, too. The American people aren't going to take this crap that much longer, ladies and gentlemen. Everything comes in cycles. Don't forget it. There are peaks and valleys everywhere. Everywhere. The Victorian era, the Dark Ages, it all comes in cycles. Pretty soon, it's going to hit rock bottom, and it's going to rebound, and freedom and liberty are going to make a comeback like you've never seen. People are not going to watch their kids murdered on streets, their businesses shut down, their gyms shut down, the restaurants shut down. It's just not going to happen. Once the middle class starts to feel it, and sadly feel it even more, there will be a revolt for liberty where people are going to demand their rights back. Good form. Okay. All right. I, it always uh, bothers me to have to do these segments about how dreadful the media is, but they are necessary because some of you are still under the illusion somehow that the media are honest brokers out there, the liberal media interested in facts and, you know, journalisming and that kind of thing. I'm very sorry if you've been suckered and led down that path because there's nothing but a fake wizard behind the curtain. I promise you. So showing you how insane of a media environment ecosystem we live in right now, uh, this op-ed was, <laughs> wait, but I don't know if you got the joke, Paula, when I told you about this before the show. This is not, this is a real op-ed. It's not a joke. I mean, this op-ed is real. I, it's not the Babylon Bee. It's not us altering that. There is an op-ed that appeared in the Washington Post. Wa- Washington, Washington Post. I don't get it, Dan. What's it? When I put up the op-ed, you beat me to the punch. (laughs) Paula's laughing. You can probably hear that. This op-ed's in the Washington Post. What's the op-ed, Dan? Get to it. Headline. Both namesakes of Washington and Lee University perpetrated racial terror. The school should be renamed. That's in the... Washington Post. (laughs) Do I? (laughs) Okay, I'm just going to leave that right there. I'm leaving alone. So anything named Washington should be renamed in the Washington Post. But people still take them seriously. Um, Sorry about that. Nice job there. Washington (laughs) Post. You may have missed that. Washington (laughs) Post. Rename Washington. Except for, like, oh, it's it's not named named after the city. Um. (laughs) <laughs> pretty sure that was named after whatever i'm trying to talk I, I'm, I'm done trying to talk sense into any of these morons but you may want to reevaluate your op-ed selection in the future before you change your own name which they won't do you know you see this in a there's a you know what let me get to a second one because i was going to get to this but i don't want to jump ahead showing you again how the media and their i i I mean, it's not even rational. It's not logic. None of it's gone out the window. Let me just show you first a tweet by um, Tammy Duckworth, who is apparently one of the lead contenders for uh, the vice presidency for Joe Biden. She is a Democrat senator. And Joe Biden apparently likes her a lot. So Tammy Duckworth, again, Democrat, she was all excited back in 2015. Look at the date on this. It's very important. July 4th of 2015, Democrat senator, I believe she was a congresswoman at the time, was all excited. She said, Joe, she's dressed up as a historic figure. She mm. covered herself in the Stars and Stripes. And next year, she's going to Mount Rushmore, America, Tammy Duckworth for Illinois. Yeah. So she's all excited, Tammy Duckworth, about going to Mount Rushmore. She's a Democrat. The same route route Rushmore when she was on a CNN, she seemed to have some complaints about. And now the Democrats have targeted Mount Rushmore, the great Mount Rushmore, because, of course, uh, the same line, it's racist like everything else. Everything's racist with the Democrats. Remember, the Democrats have nothing to say. So if you remove the term racist from a Democrat's vocabulary, they would be sitting there in a corner with a dunce cap on with absolutely nothing to say as if their vocal cords had been removed. They don't have anything else. So Mount Rushmore is now racist. Hat tip, the great Thomas Elliott um, on Twitter is terrific at Grabian. Uh, here is a short video of the new montage of the new thing that's racist, the racist monument Democrat senator and leading candidate for vice president Tammy Duckworth wanted to go to 
just a few years ago, five years ago, that's now a a, a symbol of America and racism because that's all they have. Check out this montage. Donald Trump chose the most grandiose symbol of U.S. imperialism on Earth to usher in a very on-brand star-spangled spectacle. The mother of all photo ops, Mount Rushmore. And we know why this president just can't resist going there. President Trump will be at uh, Mount Rushmore where he'll be standing in front of a monument of two slave owners and on land wrestled away from Native Americans. We have to acknowledge that Mount Rushmore is sitting on Lakota land. The place Donald Trump is going to on Friday is stolen land. He will inevitably and predictably talk about our heritage. In other words, he will talk about he is the protector of white America. And to indigenous people, Mount Rushmore with four white presidents, two of whom were slave owners, is one of those symbols. Questions have really been raised uh, about Thomas Jefferson in particular, but also George Washington for their for their holdings of slaves. It's worth reminding folks that the man who carved the monument behind me had deep ties to the KKK. There are other issues. The sculptor, Goodson Borglum, was a supporter of the Ku Klux Klan. That, of course, is something in all the history books. Mount Rushmore isn't exactly the innocent ode to our founding fathers as described in our textbooks. And it's high time we disrupt that false narrative that far too many people believe. Oh my gosh, these people are just deeply troubled. They seriously need help. They need, they, they need the help of a qualified mental health professional. They really, they just can't get it. There's nothing to them that's not racist. Nothing, nothing. Mount Rushmore is not racist. Now, their talking point on Mount Rushmore is so bizarre because there'd be a way to lead on this. Their talking point is stolen land, Joe. Definitely stolen. Ah, yeah. Now, in, in, in Kate, I know Joe is a student of history. See, Joe loves history. I'm, I do. I like history. I'm more into economics, but I like history too. Um, if you've studied history just a little bit, you'd figure out quite quickly that Every single country on earth was founded in some act of either initial aggression or defensive aggression at some point. Just about every single one. Every country has a past. Every country has battle scars, things they probably wish they could take back. Some of them have some really serious things they wish they could take back. Germany, United States, us. So can we just get out of the way that every single country that's been inhabited by fallible human beings in the history of humankind has some battle scars and some troubling components to it as well? Can we just get that out of the way? There's not a exception to that rule anywhere, right? You can find me one. I'm happy to hear about it. So knowing that, if you're thinking rationally, you'll say, well, where's that country now? And what has it done to fix and improve itself? What have they done? We've passed civil rights legislation. We've, we had, I mean, we lived through uh, the Civil War, hundreds of thousands of casualties. But no, no, I don't want to focus on that. Or the six-year-old running whose dad was just slain in the Bronx just this weekend. Because that's a problem we can fix now. They want, to talk, they want to focus on people, some of whom founding fathers who died over 200 years ago. To do what? Again, to distract you. Now, showing you how unprincipled this it's stolen land is, if their principle is anything in the United States, because none of this was, by their own measure, Joe, was ours, the United States, right? Native Americans lived here, correct? This wasn't a European country, by tautologically speaking. Yeah. So CNN's building in Atlanta must be on land that was stolen too, Joe. I'm just checking, right? CNN was not here 300 years ago? Um, no. Is that, is that a fair analysis? Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, you're good. Thank you. So as the audience fact checker on this, what about Manhattan, which belonged to Indians as well? That's right. Dutch settlers came over, gave them a pittance for it. I mean, that's technically on, by your own standards, stolen land too, right? So I have a suggestion. Joe, tell me if this is fair. If that's okay. your principle, Mount Rushmore is a disgrace, racist scar in the country because it's on stolen land, then you're on stolen land too. Yeah. But you can fix that. See, we can't destroy Mount Rushmore. What are you going to do, nuke it? But you could go tomorrow and you could say CNN, MSNBC, they both have headquarters in New York. CNN's right near Columbus Circle. 
I used to go up and do hits there all the time. You could give that back tomorrow. Find the ancestors of the Indians who own that property. Yeah. Give it away tomorrow. Nice gesture. Yeah. Yeah. Very Fair, good. right? Yeah. Be very. Hey, on a very serious note, Joe. Yeah, Dan. You may not agree with that premise that everything's been stolen because throughout human history, everything's been stolen from everybody else. Yeah. And it's what you do now to make things right that matter as a country and to respect rights now. Acknowledge your past, but focus on what you can fix now. But I'd respect you for it. Of course, I don't respect you because you'll never do that because you're phonies. You're big fakes, you're phonies, you're frauds. You have expensive buildings in high real estate market areas in Manhattan, Atlanta, and elsewhere. Probably around the country seeing it. I'm sure you have bureaus elsewhere. You won't give that land back to anybody. I'm sure you could trace it back to someone it's been stolen from. Why won't you do it? Because you're a fraud. You're a big fake and you're a phony. And nothing you say is actually true. It's all politics and it's all leveraging and it's all distraction all the time. They won't do any of that. All right, what do we got next? Oh, this is an important one. Let me, I got one last sponsor. I want to get to this story. It's very important we talk about this because it involves what's happening with Corona and how fake news outlets may have seriously cost people their lives. I'm not kidding. Again, which is really obviously a human tragedy of epic, epic proportions. You may not have heard about this. All right, final sponsor today. Aslo, in 2020, every business in the country is learning how to adapt day by day. But why aren't banks? Why? I mean, think about that, right? Unnecessary fees, taking a trip to your bank. It's the last thing we want to do if you're a business owner. We hate it. Aslo takes all the friction out of business banking. My wife cannot stand it. She just went the other day. It was a big train wreck. I tell you the story, but it would take an hour to complain about all the issues we had with the bank the other day. Aslo is a free business checking account with invoicing, bill pay, money transfers, no minimum balance, and no fees. Unlike other banking options, listen to this. There's no minimum deposit required. You'll never be charged maintenance or overdraft fees, overdraft fees, and no ridiculous phone system that feels designed exclusively to waste your time. Instead of the days or weeks it takes to apply for an account at a traditional bank, where you'd still be required to go in person with Aslo, you just go to Aslo, A-Z-L-O.com, and apply in as little as 10 minutes. There's no waiting to use your account. With Aslo's free instant funding feature, you can deposit up to $1,000 and access your account instantly. Who's better than you? Aslo is owned by BBVA USA, a member of FDIC, and because they make uh, banking easy and offer a free checking account, Money Magazine called them the best banking option for freelancers and entrepreneurs like us. Sign up right now with no minimum deposit at aslo.com slash Bongino, B-O-N-G-I-N-O, and get a free copy of Aslo's Small Business Starter Guide. Spelled A-Z-L-O dot com slash Bongino. Sign up with a free small business starter guide. No minimum deposit. Aslo.com slash Bongino. Stop wasting time at these other banks. Aslo.com slash Bongino. Go today. Check it out. Okay. Thanks, Aslo. So, again, in this, while we're doing this media segment about how this is not based on principles or anything like that, you know, CNN is attacked outlets like where I work as a contributor at Fox and others. Uh, oh my gosh, Fox is the misinformation about coronavirus, which is totally false, completely made up, has nothing to do with principles at all. Who was really promoting misinformation and disinformation on coronavirus while it was spreading um, and rampaging through the United States? Yeah, the answer is, of course, as always, fake news outlets. One of them, CNN, which was surprised, air quotes, Joe, to find out that hydroxychloroquine, which President Trump dared to mention in a press conference, when he mentioned that it could be a possible treatment mm -hmm. for, uh, for uh, the coronavirus infection, hydroxychloroquine, the media went nuts. Remember, whatever Trump says, the media has to come out on the other side of and say the opposite of because the media are crazy. So CNN decided when President Trump mentioned hmm. hydroxychloroquine, it said, hey, there's some promise here. Here's a headline from CNN. President Trump is wrong in so many ways about hydroxychloroquine studies. Here are the facts. So liberal media activists, of course, because President Trump said hydroxychloroquine is good. Like I said, if President Trump said oxygen is good, they would promptly suffocate themselves to prove a point. Oxygen is bad. CO2, much, much better. They would because they're crazy. <laughs> <laughs> they're seriously nuts. Like the Washington Post who wants Washington's name in an op-ed change. And they're the Washington Post. They haven't figured that out because they're really dumb. They're stupid people. So CNN was very upset. Now, engaged in a 
long political attack against hydroxychloroquine. They managed to get stupid Democrat governors all across the country to ban the use of hydroxychloroquine outside of a hospital setting. Uh, we saw some morons in Nevada, Michigan, and elsewhere. And I can't imagine, because President Trump said hydroxychloroquine was good, how many lives were cost. Because the media decided that because President Trump said it was good that we have to characterize it as really bad and awful. Serious question. How many people you think died because doctors were afraid to use this because the media told them it's really bad and we may come after you too? So that was CNN's other headline. Now, CNN was surprised to have to report that they were surprised, Joe. Uh -huh. Here's headline number two just recently from CNN where they were stunned. Study finds hydroxychloroquine helped coronavirus patients survive better. Oh, my gosh. Shocker. I, right? What happened? Surprise in their tweet. I don't, I don't know. Like science happened is what happened if you really want to know what you're saying. I know what you're doing there, but science happened. You know, science would... Yeah journalismingers don't really do anymore. You're supposed to trust these people. The media has totally abandoned America. Totally. They've abandoned any pretense of objectivity. And they're at the point now where if you follow their advice, some of them, you run the risk of being killed. Don't take hydroxychloroquine. CNN said it was bad. Listen to your doctors. Don't listen to me. I'm not an MD. I'm simply suggesting to you that if you listen to some of the media reporting about how dangerous and deadly this was, and you could have benefited from it, and you're not with us anymore, you do the math. Showing you again how if you follow some of the media's advice, you may be causing yourself some significant danger. And if you follow the media's recommended places to live, vote for Democrats in big cities. Good luck with that. You better go get yourself a level three tactical vest living up in New York City now. Here's another genius piece of advice. And by genius, I mean really stupid. Uh, from the New York Times. This is an actual article. Again, not The Onion. Are protests dangerous? What experts say may depend on who's protesting what. That's an actual article trying to make somehow the point that, well, different experts will tell you, you know, if you go to one protest that's for our liberal activist causes, you may be A-OK. -okay. But if you go to other protests that are not for our activist causes, you're definitely going to get hurt there. So it's not being around people who are crowded. It's what you say when you get there. The virus must know, Joe. The virus has this all figured out. Man. It's got an advanced nervous system, artificial intelligence or whatever. The virus, Joe, yeah. only transmits in Black Lives Matter. Oh, no, no. I'm sorry. In oh. conservative rallies for like opening yeah. your business. Black Lives Matter rally and otherwise, if you're screaming pigs in a blanket, frying like bacon, yeah. the virus definitely not going to spread there. Don't Smart you worry. Virus. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Smart. Genius. Yeah. Genius. We've never seen anything like it. It's like <laughs> something out of an alien movie, like Prometheus, the, the trilogy or something. New York Times writes a serious article about that. Instead of just putting up a headline, maybe we shouldn't pack ourselves in and scream at each other in a protest. Maybe that's probably not a good idea with Corona. I'm, I'm, just, I'm just, uh, just, <laughs> just throwing think? that out there for you. All right, let's wrap up the show on this one. Had a lot to get to today. A little bit of extended show today. Some extra material because I miss you all. So Colin Kaepernick, you know... Um, the guy who put the socks on with the cops depicted as pigs. Yeah. The guy with the uh, Che Guevara Cuba shirt. You know, the Marxist, Colin Kaepernick. Ah, he's a warrior for the cause. Yeah, 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 sure he is. True. As I said to you, I would respect, I disagree with him, but I would respect CNN and MSNBC if they would forfeit their land and give it back to the Indians. It was stolen from, in their words, right? Well, I'd expect Cap, I would uh, respect Kaepernick too if Kaepernick would actually live by his own principles. If I can I tell the story again about Matthew, uh, whatever his name is, Matthew Modine, the actor. You probably heard it a million times, but when I was oh, a yeah, police yeah. kid at New York City, the actor Matthew Modine, 90 degrees, I'd be going to the police academy with my bag. You're it was hot as, you know, out there. And this actor who had a lot of money, Matthew Modine, he's a big environmentalist. I would see him on his bike driving around Manhattan. And I thought, all right, I don't disagree, you know, I don't agree with the guy. He's a liberal, probably, but I get it. Like he believes in the environment. He bikes, he doesn't have to, he'd probably get his own private driver. I respected that, even though I disagree with them. I have no respect for CNN and MSNBC. They won't give their buildings back. And I have zero respect for Kaepernick because he is the biggest con man in U.S. history. So let's go to Colin Kaepernick tweet number one. 
talking about how dehumanized he is and what a horrible place the United States. So here's Kaepernick tweet number one. At Kaepernick 7, black people have been dehumanized, brutalized, criminalized, and terrorized by America for centuries and are expected to join your commemoration of independence while you enslaved our ancestors. We reject your celebration of white supremacy and look forward to liberation for all. There's con man Kaepernick talking about how the 4th of July is a white supremacist holiday, how he's being dehumanized. This guy's a real, uh, he's in a lot of trouble, Joe, real victim there, Kaepernick, con man yeah. Kaepernick. What a horrible life he must have, huh? This guy down for the down for the cause, down for the struggle. Yeah. I'd respect that if he didn't tweet this out just uh, days after that one. Colin Kaepernick, uh, from his account, I'm excited for this partnership with Disney across all its platforms to elevate black and brown directors, creators, storytellers, and producers. I look forward to sharing culturally impactful and inspiring projects. Hmm. <laughs> we don't. I love this country. I don't know. I don't have a deal with Disney. You want to buy me? I've never gotten an offer. Paula, we ever get an offer from Disney? We didn't. Paula handles the business. Joe, if, yeah. did they ever try to buy you out? Joe, I'm just checking. Uh, no. Did they ever no. call you and say, Joe, you've personal friends with Dan Bongino. Can yeah. you grease the skids for us to get a deal with them? You've never, I'm just checking. You've never nah. been called by Disney. Never. Okay. No, just, sure I right. just want to get that out of the way. Yeah. Like, One of the ones that aside. didn't call. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. But Kaepernick got a Disney billion dollar corporate enterprise being dehumanized. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That sounds like you've really been dehumanized, all right? Million dollar deals, your celebrity all over the world. Where does that happen? Oh, that's right, in the United States. A country with scars, no doubt. Scars we should always talk about openly. I don't even like the line. We're not perfect. Of course, nothing's perfect. No, we, nothing's, nothing's ever perfect the essence of being alive on a planet like this in a universe we have, it is entropy and disorder. All we can do is control the disorder as best we can. Chaos is a part of life. So is disease and sickness and poverty. I wish it weren't. But acting like the United States is a uniquely awful place. While you live the life with millions of dollars, celebrated, fed it everywhere you go, given million-dollar deals to have your voice heard on a platform, a social media platform that ma magnifies your voice every single day while simultaneously claiming that the celebration of this great country's independence and the path we've taken is a celebration of racism and white supremacy is disgusting. You're the world's most grotesque con man. I'm embarrassed for you. I'm embarrassed for anyone who claims you, anyone who finds you their golden calf leader. You're a disgrace. A disgrace and a liar and a fraud. Show us all what you're made of, just like CNN and MSNBC. Take everything you've got and donate it to your cause. You're a Marxist. You don't like capitalism. We're a white supremacist country. Your gains are ill-gotten too, right? Capitalism's done this. Donate it all. All of it. You go first. Of course you won't, because you're a fraud. The world's biggest con man. All right, folks, thanks again for tuning in. Sorry about the miscommunication with yesterday's uh, non-show. I should have been more clear we were taking a day off. Joe deserved it. He's been working here for five years, literally with not a day off. Paula deserves it. She's my wife, she produces the show. Drew deserved it. And I deeply appreciate all your emails are concerned, but we are fine. We're back. We'll Next time I'll be more clear about vacation days. But it was really an honor. You guys and ladies were seriously concerned about us. I got, I was touched. Thanks again. Please subscribe to our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Bongino. And we will definitely be back tomorrow. No worries. You just heard Dan Bongino.